Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of the Transcript Podcast. You've got me, Scott Krisloff. I'm editor of the Transcript, along with Eric Mokaya, who's our lead author. We sent out a new issue of the Transcript yesterday. And what we saw was primarily a continuation of inflation trends that we had seen. But there were some comments that on the labor side, at least, there may be some some mitigating factors to labor market wage inflation. Manpower was probably the most important comment on that front. They actually said that they think that we've seen the peak in wage inflation. And then Amazon also had a comment talking about how they overhired in response to Omicron variant. They, they hired a lot of people thinking that they would need to be staffed up with a lot of absences and then Omicron wasn't as bad as people thought. So both of those things were actually somewhat disinflationary comments. And that would be a lot different than what I think people are expecting right now. So those really stood out. Eric, any comments? Yeah, I think the Amazon quote stood out for me, mostly because of over, over staffing, but also like over capacity, which was pretty interesting given the, the level of investment they've been making the past two years in the, uh, in the fulfillment centers. I think something else that stood out for me, which practically actually impacted me the past week is the surge in travel, the, the bouncing back of travel spending, but not just travel spending, but something we've been watching for a while, but business spending is back and also international travel is back. I was actually at the airport at Atlanta this past week and the queue was not too exaggerated, almost half a kilometer long because of the queue to just uh, get into the security check-in to leave. Uh, for the weekend. So that tells you that alone, I've never seen such a queue. And when I interrogated a few of the people at the airport, they also told me they've never seen such a queue. And it's been like this since uh, since Easter. So it looks like this will be the sum of travel and travel company are going to have a crazy amount of demand. And all the quotes we picked from all the people involved in spending, I think Delta, American Express, I think Alphabet says Q1 travel searches are way above Q1 2019 pre-pandemic levels. And I mean, travel, uh, most, most of the companies that we looked at compared to 2019, people are traveling way more and they're expecting to travel way more. Is that something you're noticing yourself? Yeah, for sure. I think that we saw in the quotes that travel spend is 50% higher than it was in 2019, which is just incredible to see the amount of travel that people are undertaking and the pent up demand. And then on the business side, I was at a conference last week for the first time since the pandemic, which was well attended. I would say about one in 10 people were wearing masks, if even that. So that was kind of an interesting data point in its own right. And then there are some international travel expectations for me as well from a business standpoint. So I'm seeing that as well starting to pick up. So a lot of a lot of change on the travel side. Also just noteworthy, the price of airline tickets has gone crazy in the US. I think I travel a lot the LA to Seattle route. And on the LA to Seattle route, it used to be between $150 and $300 to travel LA to Seattle. Recently, it's been between $500 and $800 to book a flight to Seattle. So pretty crazy. That's 5X pricing there, four to 5X, and that's crazy. I, I mean, I know a couple of friends who've also been trying to get some tickets, and it's pretty steep, the pricing. But I think... I don't know where I picked a quote I saw that most of the airlines are actually directly passing on the increased costs, especially in terms of oil and fuel prices, they're passing them directly to consumers. I bet even the high prices are still not uh, stopping people from traveling. And I think that's also the other thing that we picked up in some of the quotes that 
despite the price increases so far, consumers are not yet at the level where they're actually resisting these kind of price increases. And that's, and that's also something to do with another quote which you picked up, that they still have a lot of money uh, compared to pre-pandemic levels that are in their bank account. I don't know when this runs out, uh, how that would be, but they are significantly higher savings right now in their, in their bank accounts. Yeah, I think the quote from Bank of America was the bank account balances are about four times higher than they were before the pandemic for people mm -hmm. with lower, lower balances. And so that's still a lot of extra liquidity that's there. And you even see, we picked up a lot of quotes in capital markets of capital markets activity, not necessarily slowing down either, especially on the M&A side among financial buyers, financial buyers are still still closing transactions and, and not having a problem financing them now. I mean, uh, something else you notice also from Microsoft CEO saying uh, that IT budgets are not being cut yet. I think especially entering a period of like inflation, they're trying as much as possible to actually be more efficient. And that means also being uh, at the end of the day, like uh, still investing in IT budget. So that looks good for most companies. But I mean, if you contrast that with uh, Facebook, who are also saying that they're slowing down the pace of investments. And then one quote that you talked about also, uh, them maybe they may be having a few retention issues. I don't know how Facebook looks like going forward, but they seem to be having a, a couple of niggling issues. IDFA is still an issue for them, slowing down the passive investments, retention issues, maybe coming up with the stock price being a bit down. And now companies like uh, Apple being actually challenged to see if the companies they can pick up in terms of investing in, in the market, which is pretty curious to see what they would say. So yeah, this is a time yeah. for average companies to actually step up. Yeah, yeah. I, Facebook's call was very negative some of those quotes that were coming off of it, the fact that they are talking about retention issues and the fact that they are decreasing the amount of investment that they were making in the metaverse. There was also a quote that we didn't include in the newsletter, but was in there about when these metaverse investments are likely to start bearing fruit. And the comments seem to be in the 2030s, which is a little bit too far out for a company like Facebook. I think it really needs to be sooner than that. So, but yeah, on the retention side, something that really stood out to me was that Mark Zuckerberg was defending the mission a little bit. He, I think he was seeing that a lot of people are not as interested in selling advertisements these days. And he was saying, you know, people who, who care about that will be on the bus and people who don't care about, about it, maybe it's better that they're not at Facebook anyways. But I think this is a really important thing that's going on globally in the economy is that just people are looking for purpose. People want to work on things that actually are solving problems or are uh, doing things that are good for the world. And I don't think many people think that social media or selling advertising for social media is good for the world. And so that's a headwind. That's makes me pretty negative on Facebook, honestly. And I am a Facebook shareholder and I'm thinking about whether or not I need to change that based on some of these comments. You should come to like Google Alph Alphabet. They seem, yeah. to have, uh, they seem to have a really good time in terms of investment, in terms of YouTube shots. I was actually shocked they have, I think it's, is it 30 billion views in the last like one year? And that's almost 4X where they were like a year ago. Uh, so YouTube is monetizing like crazy and 50% of people are streaming them. Yeah, not only YouTube, but then also the Waymo stuff of just having self-driving cars in two locations. It's really, Google seems to be hitting on all cylinders and Facebook seems to be stuck in 
neutral right now at best. But Facebook is just so cheap. I know. <laughs> but the question is, will are people being too negative on Facebook? Because if you, if you look at it, they, they did talk about uh, short form video, especially reels being a really important uh, segment is growing really fast. And he gave, uh, he went back 18 years ago and showed people how they've managed to take advantage of each turn where they, there's been a dramatic shift in the market. They've been actually been able to take advantage of it and grow even faster. And they're showing them like right now, a short video is the in thing and YouTube and Reels is actually doing a really good job at trying to take advantage of this. The next part of it is actually monetizing it, which may be, which is a slight challenge, but they'll be able like to figure it out. And even IDFA, they've actually managed to figure it out, like to, they, they've been they've been working tirelessly at making sure that they actually uh, do learn how to work around it. Yeah, I I mean I think Zuckerberg is still one of the top five CEOs in the country, and mm-hmm. Facebook has a team of engineers that are some of the best in the world, and they're investing in a lot of cutting edge stuff. It seems pretty much every year there's some great bargain that's to be had, like some really great value stock that just has negative sentiment. And it's been my thought that it's Facebook. And I think I will still probably ride the wave of Facebook just because it's so cheap. But I mean, I can remember when Apple, for instance, was in this position in 2012, where people thought, I think after the iPhone four or five, nobody would ever buy another iPhone. And so, you know, these things happen. I think I saw Facebook was on the cover of Barons this past month or something, uh, which is usually kind of sign of the bottom. Given the the twenty was twenty eleven, uh, is this Facebook worth fifteen dollars uh, uh, headline? So it does yeah. look like Facebook is the. It's it's really been beaten down, and I think Netflix too. They've been really really beaten down these past few weeks, and this yeah. week. Square is also reporting, I mean, beaten down, PayPal. They've been they've gotten the further beating this season. Facebook is just so profitable. The margins on the business are insane. Like Netflix, less profitable, Spotify, even less profitable. But like Facebook is just monetizing content that other people create, which is the same thing as YouTube and Google, right? They're super profitable too. It's hard to it's hard to turn away from that. So yeah, you can for me at least, I've still got value investor roots in there somewhere. <laughs> this weekend was also Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway meeting, very long, six hours long. I didn't listen to most of it, but I picked a few quotes from it. I think it's uh, very interesting what he has to say about like investing in yourself and also being sane when the market is a bit irrational. And I think he's made money most, he says, from being sane in a market that is actually losing its mind. So at the end of the day, maybe value investing does work after all. And he actually, one more thing, this uh, quarter was actually one of his busiest in terms of buying shares since 2008. So that does tell you a lot about where the market could be. <laughs> yeah, they say value investing works. I haven't seen it. So. <laughs> I, I've seen high growth tech investing work a lot better than value investing over the last 15 years. So there's always a maybe that, maybe that in, in and of itself is the quote to take away. Chris Loff declares value investing dead, right? As interest rates are rising. <laughs> All right, we'll be here to see this. Uh, it's a good place to end this week's uh, podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. See you again next week. <laughs> Thank you.